All right, so I just want you guys to know um, that, uh, that if anything goes wrong, if this discussion goes horribly, I'm going to contact Apple uh, so they can shut down the stream immediately, and it will not be our fault. <laughs> just start playing. <laughs> just start playing the Apple video. Right. Yeah, you should just have that as a like a nuke button whenever you want to end the, the <laughs> yeah. stream. Yeah. Code A, code A. Right. Just oh man, we've never gotten shut down so fast. So and, and thank you everybody out there who, who was patient and, and and waited for me to re-upload the thing. Uh, it was. I feel like it was still a fun episode. Um, there's a lot of voices here today. We've got the full crew. Uh, I don't want to fuck around any longer. Let's get this show started. Fuck around and find out. This is PSVR Gamescast Live. We film live every single Monday, Wednesday, and Two Eyes Friday right here on PSVR with that pro. We do it live on YouTube. Uh, that's that's the video thing. So for your viewing pleasure, for those of like like to listen with your eyes, for everyone who likes to watch with your ears, we do it on podcast services of your choice, Spotify, other places. Uh, the new one's up, I think. I don't know. Jamie, I was getting getting stuff back on track here. So if if you're not seeing Spotify episodes. They'll get there, I promise, eventually. My name is Brian Popnishian, right here at PSVR Without Parole, and joining me is everybody on the crew at the same fucking time. How infrequent does this happen? It, like, never happens. AJ, from the underground, what's up, dude? Except for, like, you know, a week ago. But... Yeah, like, last time, right? <laughs> but you're right, it never happens. You're ruining the facade. <laughs> I don't love to say this is a special event where everybody's like, oh my god, this is such a spe- PSVR 2 exclusive, but but basically, um, I was like, I was telling everybody, I was like, oh yeah, Wes and I are going to talk, and everybody was like, oh, I want to talk about Synapse, but I want to talk about Synapse, well, I want to be, and, so, and then everybody eventually was just like, well, we're all going to talk about Synapse today. Wes Dillon from Virtual Strangers, what's going on, bud? What's up, man? Uh, you know, West Day stuff. I think this is a pretty good testament to how cool West Days are because <laughs> we don't ever all get together on Monday or all get together on Friday. It's always Wednesday when it happens. So I think I, I think I, uh, I drew the short straw or whatever. And on the far right hand side of the screen, it's Miles Two Eyes Dyer. What's going on, dude? Hey everyone! Hey Game Cats! Yeah, you're gonna have to bear with me today because I am currently on the coast of England on vacation, and uh, I cancelled my own live show earlier, and I couldn't miss this conversation. So, if technical issues happen, it's because I feel like right now I'm in the 1800s. Yeah. Uh, so you you were saying that the internet only seems to be working there because everyone else in the town has gone to sleep. It's yeah, it's eleven PM. I know my parents and my brother uses it, but they've definitely gone to bed now and I'm looking out and I don't see too much light coming from the town, so I assume everyone's asleep now. So as long as no one has an urge to check their emails in the night, we should be good. I love it, man. I love it. Uh, I hope we don't have any game cats in, in this place that would like logging on to watch the show. If so, log off because I need this. Right. Watch it tomorrow. <laughs> uh we're gonna start with a couple tips here. The button pressing joystick movement feline friend with the five dollar tip says this is about to be the best games cast with everyone here just chatting in no live show hmm? thank you very much for the tip even if i don't understand words game cat chicago with the five dollar tip says brian aj west miles avengers assemble i i prefer to go with thundercats if that's a thing 
Uh, Game Kent Henry says we're the parole board. Mm. What? Why didn't we think of that? Can can we start the show we over did. and just call it the parole board? <laughs> like, I'm, and I don't even mean this episode. I mean, like, just scratch the last five hundred episodes we've done. Just rename the whole thing. Man, Bear Pig Game Cap with two dollar tip says Wes. You know who else likes when four of you are together? <laughs> yeah, she does. It's very nice. <laughs> Oh man, uh, guys, uh, I mean, I'd I love to promote everybody's channel here, but if you don't already subscribe to PSVR Underground and Virtual Strangers and Miles Dyer, the links for all those channels are in the description below. Uh, these are my, these are my comrades. These are my VR guys. These, this is the, this is the Gamecast crew. This is the, this is the parole board. Uh, make sure you go subscribe to all of their channels. Uh, so you get all of your VR and PSVR2 needs met, uh, when I'm not pulling my weight. Um, guys, also make sure you join our Discord. Click the links in the description below because conversations like this happen 24 seven over there. Uh, and we'd love to have you. So, uh, guys, uh, before we really get the show rolling, it is so rare that all of us are here together. Uh, has anybody been playing anything, doing anything, uh, fun other than miles being on vacation in some podunk town? Yeah, man, it's been great. I've been playing redacted and redacted. <laughs> oh, dude. oh yeah. And also redacted. I've also been playing redacted times three <laughs> what what do you what are your thoughts redacted oh man let me tell you redacted <laughs> <laughs> nice yeah it, it's uh dude a lot a lot of great games coming our way um and uh and a, and a lot of great games getting announced too uh over uh, i mean things just keep happening things keep showing up uh over on the on playstation.com until you fall was was just suddenly out of the blue listed as a PlayStation VR two title. Said it was coming June sixth. Spoilers: it's June seventh, and we still don't have it. But that <laughs> means like it's likely coming. It, we just got the wrong date. Somebody leaked it too early. Um, yeah, I mean, all sorts of things are being announced. So good stuffs. Good stuff's happening. What about you, Wes? Anything? Air Squad was also on there. Oh right, uh, and and that was dated, wasn't it? June twenty eighth, I think crazy yep that's right so we got games being announced all over the place man hubris still still waiting on hubris <laughs> sorry go ahead Wes. yeah no i was basically going to say exactly what you said we've got a good um a good month ahead of us at least uh with regard to releases it's going to be good times you've been uh you've been playing anything fun over there Wes? maybe on the pc side I, of i'm just I'm just now starting to get back in the swing of things, really. I, you know, I was in California all last week for uh, AWE, and it's been, you know, kind of crazy since I've got back with, you know, work and everything. So, no, I haven't been playing a whole lot of anything other than uh, Synapse, which we're going to talk about in a few minutes, uh, although we do have a pretty good lineup set for, um, for Fridays, Strangers in the Night. We're going to do Everslot, Invasion, on Quest. Uh, we're going to do No More Rainbows on Steam and then uh, Undead Citadel, which launches on Friday on Steam. So we've got a good lineup set for uh, for the weekend. Man, I'm so excited for Undead Citadel. Definitely uh, hoping that campaign lives up to everything we want it to be. Uh, although I'm a little bit concerned that I'm just asking too much at this point. Like there's no way it's going to live up to my lofty hopes and dreams. But we'll see. Yeah. Well, that's the question, man. Like they've taken all this time to polish it. Uh, is it going to be like a super polished 2018 game or have they been taking this time to make it into a modern VR game? Uh, we're going to find out soon. Yeah. 
What about you, Miles? Uh, obviously, I don't think you've got a PSVR 2 hooked up over there uh, in in your backwoods town. Yeah, I would love to. I would have loved to have brought it with me. Um, I did also receive many redacteds, uh, <laughs> literally the night of doing Gamescast. And so I had to, as we said on Friday night, I had to pack. As soon as the show was over, I packed, went to sleep for five hours, and I had a five-hour drive. So um, I've been very jealous knowing that there are these titles waiting for me on Saturday and probably not going to get to play till Sunday. Um, but on the flip side, when it comes to Synapse, I was very lucky to get to play it. Um, with end dreams, um, but I did want to play the build that I mean, the build that you got was what I got to play, and we'll get to that in a bit. Um, but I did want to sort of dive in and play it in my home, you know, without any rush. Uh, and we can talk a bit about that later with my experiences compared to yours. Um, so I'm really looking forward to jumping back into that demo build, even though it's a short bit, it's really entertaining, and uh, yeah, I can't wait to experience it again. What Miles is trying to say here is when people from uh, End Dreams invite you to go play a game in a different country, don't go. Because by the time you get home, that shit will be in your inbox. That's what I learned this week. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Man, oh man. All right, guys. There's there's a lot of stuff we got to talk about here. Um, And uh, I mean... You know, I mean, I think I think we're going to keep it a little bit horror horror game focused because that's kind of my jam. That's kind of AJ's jam. It's kind of Wes's jam. It's hilarious that it's not Miles's jam. <laughs> um, and so uh, I don't know if you guys saw the announcement today, but there's a there, there's a new game uh, listed on the PlayStation Store. I think it's available for Wishlist, and it is called Happy Fun Land. Uh, it's officially announced for PlayStation VR two, and I don't know. I, I I, th- I think you th- this could go a couple different ways, but what, what were uh, what was everybody's opinion on this, AJ? Um, that even from the flat screen footage, it looks blurry as shit. I could feel the blur. Oh no! <laughs> from the flat screen footage, um, but it looks uh, it looks ambitious, and and I saw this, and I was like, Brian's going to make us talk about this. <laughs> yeah, big big time. Big time. Uh, there's people missing on our full screen version here. I gotta, I gotta fix that while, uh, while we're hanging out here and talking. Um, I mean, but so that's, that's, uh, that, that's, that's not the most positive reaction, AJ. Like, did, did, did anybody have a more positive reaction to this? I think it looks cool. Like, when I saw the, the, the title, Happy Funland, I was like, what is this gonna be? Some kind of mm-hmm. summer funland ripoff or sequel? Uh, what, what's this going to be? And then I watched the trailer and, you know, it's hard to tell what the gameplay is going to be like uh, inside the headset, but I'm digging the vibe, man. It has a super cool, creepy vibe to it. I love this this kind of old, you know, haunted funhouse thing that they've got going on here, and uh, I look forward to checking it out. Yeah. I mean, it, not that I think it's going to be like Rush of Blood level quality. In fact, it's probably not going to be anywhere near that, but... Uh, but this is sort of like when when we were speculating, being like, oh, I wonder what Rush of Blood 2 could be like if there was ever going to be one in the works. What would, what would it be like? And I was like, my hopes and dreams were that we get to get off of the roller coaster on occasion and go explore the amusement park. And this is sort of doing that with like a Five Nights uh, flair to it. Um, I don't know. Maybe I, I think that's a little optimistic. Uh, that's going to be even remotely uh, that good. What about you, Miles? 
Well, following on from uh, what AJ said, um, it was blurry, pixelated, frame rate drops, and then I realized it was my internet connection, so I'll have to get back to you at the weekend. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, in all seriousness, I do like that. You know, when I saw this, I was like, oh, this is going to be terrible. This is going to be complete shit. Uh, And I, but I do see some things in there that's like, okay, it might have. I like at least the create creativity that I'm seeing here, the uh, diversity in gameplay. You know, there's like, instead of just walking around and stuff, there's actually like some like combat and whatnot. So um, can't say I have the highest hopes for this, but I don't know. It looks like it could maybe uh, have a little bit of fun in there. Yeah, I agree. And I'll, and I'll pretty much take whatever I can get when it comes to this kind of stuff. Um, I did, uh, I did reach out to developers. They did confirm obviously that's coming and not that we needed a confirmation because it is listed on the PlayStation store. Um, but, uh, it's also listed as a game coming to us from Perpetual, who is our good friends over at Perp Games, who are, uh, who will be publishing it, which means with any luck on the, on the next Perp showcase, whenever that might be, uh, ho- hopefully I'll be, hopefully I'll be introducing this game. That'll, that's the hope here. Excited to see some uh, roller coasters. We need more roller coasters in VR. Something I think is like surprisingly underutilized. It seems like such a gimme for VR games. I feel like there was a time where we were like, enough with the roller coasters. It was like Darkness Roller Coaster in Roller Coaster Legends 1 and 2 or uh, and I don't know, the amusement theme park ones. And we're just like, enough roller coasters. I think coasters. it was enough with the bad roller coasters. Right. right More exactly. with the good ones. Yeah. They all suck. Most of them do anyway. And it's like surprising that there's only like two or three that are actually good in all of VR. Um, yeah. Uh, I've almost got this whole full screen thing set up. Uh, all right. So another, uh, another thing that we've got going on that showed up today, Madison VR showed up on the PlayStation store, um, which Miles is already not happy about, <laughs> as you can tell. Um, it, and, I, and I think this finally confirms since it's, it's listed there. It's as a separate listing. Uh, this finally confirms that this won't be like some kind of free upgrade or a patch or, or DLC to the existing game. Uh, as like village was, this is going to be, uh, its own separate skew. Uh, and I will say that I played this on switch at least the first couple hours and it was kind of terrifying even running at 17 frames per second. Uh, so I have a, I have a lot of hope for this. Mm-hmm. I, have a, I have a whole lot of hope for this. Uh, anybody else excited? Yeah, absolutely. It's one of my most highly anticipated games right yeah. now. Like, I can't yeah, wait to play this wait. VR. Nice. Yeah, it's can't a wait. Big IP from a big studio, or at least a big studio, I should say. And um, you know, they've been uh, making these types of games. And I've I don't know really anything about this game. Um, and I've kind of trying to keep it that way. Although I have heard that it's inspired by like PT. Um, that certainly. Uh, gets my interest when you say things like that. Um, but yeah, it's just nice to see uh, a, a bigger studio tossing some love to the VR realm because, yeah, as we'll get into later, um, production values can go a long way in VR. Yeah, I agree. I just know it's going to be way worse than anything I also have experienced on PSVR 2 <laughs> so far. And uh, it feels like it's going to be a while until it's out, but I know. I'm just going to wake up one morning. It's like, oh, today's the day I got to play it, and uh, I'm really, really not looking forward to this one. Even though I know it's going to be an amazing experience for everyone else. Yeah. And, and for what it's worth, the more I hear you talk about not looking forward to it, 
the more I look forward to watching you play it. Yeah. yeah. Cheers. Cheers, man. Well, um, yeah. Yeah. No, it just, I just the the small clips I've seen from the flat screen and the the reactions of people playing the flat screen game, not just what you just saying, Brian. Like the fact they've made something so um, scary on a flat screen. Um, it will be obviously interesting to see how they pull that to VR because sometimes it's not just as straightforward as going, oh, it's going to be as scary or not. You know, it, it depends how how they manage to port it, especially if it's going to be its own VR game as opposed to just a DLC. Uh, or, or a VR mode of the original game. Yeah. I, I think this is going to prove to a lot of people, I think, uh, you know, that these games belong in VR, that there's no reason flat screen games can't come over to PSVR 2. Uh, I'm, I'm a little bit, uh, a little bit surprised the newest amnesia game, the bunker, uh, has been shown off all, quite a bit. Uh, Sony's pushing that one over on their Twitter. And it just it just looks so perfect for for VR that I'm absolutely fucking baffled as to why. I mean, we've been saying Amnesia games, Amnesia: The Dark Descent. People have been asking for since like literally before the PSVR one came out. Um, so hmm. the fact that they had this opportunity to release a new Amnesia game and didn't support it with VR, all a little bit surprising. But you know, I'm uh, hoping this is good, and I'm hoping this chills me to the bone because I'm I need like something that is like truly terrifying. Uh, and just like really well crafted in that, and I need something super super scary. I'm in the mood. Yeah, I agree. I agree. SB in the chest says Soma would have been the best VR game ever. Uh, I remember Soma. That was fun. That was, was Soma the underwater one. Yeah, yeah. It was like the uh, kind of like System Shock inspired, uh, Bioshock inspired kind of indie title. Um, I bought it and I never played it. I don't know why. I guess VR happened shortly after. VR does that to people. It happens. That's all over. Emily Baxter, hashtag cartoony witch game kit with a $2 tip says, so your internet is like cartoony games, Miles? Yeah. Say that last bit again. Your your internet is like cartoony games, Miles. Like, they suck. Yeah. It sucks, so, in other words. Yeah. Game yeah, Cat yeah, Chicago yeah, with a $2 tip says, thunder, thunder, thundercats, ho! I didn't want to scream in everybody's ear. I did my best. Oh. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't, I'm not feeling the Thundercats love from the rest of the parole board here. Andrew Bailey with the two quid says, Evening parole rangers. Ooh. Instead of power rangers. Very nice. Very nice. Tip of the hat. Uh, any plans to stream SGF, which I believe is Summer Game Fest? That is tomorrow, you guys. So Summer Game Fest is happening tomorrow. Um, the one thing we actually, the funny thing is we didn't, what we didn't mention while we were talking about Madison was that uh, bloodiest games who are the developers of Madison tweeted out in all capital letters tomorrow. And that's all they tweeted is so everyone's like, what tomorrow <laughs> what's happening. And so a lot of people are thinking that Madison VR is coming out tomorrow. I would venture to guess that there'll be a new trailer for Madison VR with like, with possibly a release date, something like that. Um, I, I don't think we're going to get a, I don't think we're going to get a surprise, uh, stealth drop or anything like that. Uh, any, any speculation from the rest of the parole board as to what that tweet could be? I think you're pretty pretty close to uh, hitting the nail on the head. I'm. It's felt like, especially over the last couple of weeks, that they're building up to an announcement, mm -hmm. and uh, this seems like this is going to be it, right? Yeah, that's the fun thing about this this season is there's a lot of like you know summer games fest, there's a lot of showcases and whatnot, but then there's a lot of developers, and I think wisely that kind of piggyback 
on everything going around and and they just make their own announcement because everyone's these are the days that people are really looking up you know video game news announcements and everything so i've always thought it was uh, a nice little boost for some of these uh developers to do this so yeah it'll either be at the summer games fest or they'll just uh which is more likely because it's kind of a more popular title um but if not they'll at least just likely sounds like they'll make the announcement and and uh join in on the fun make it even better yeah i, I guess i kind of buried the lead there on uh in my response uh, to that question uh summer game fest is obviously happening tomorrow uh and we do expect actually to be there be a couple vr games there uh maybe maybe a couple of reveals we have no idea um but i feel like i've learned my lesson with things like the video game awards and summer game fest what happens is we sit there for hours and then we see a trailer for a game we already knew existed and that's all we get. Um, and so I, I feel like maybe without parole streaming, it would be bad luck. So let's just avoid the bad luck altogether and not stream it. If anything happens, I'll make a break news report and let you guys know as soon as I can possibly do it. And then pff, good to go. Um, there's also like future game fest, uh, no future games show by games radar this Saturday. Uh, and then they get the Ubisoft thing, uh, after that next week. And, uh, there's all sorts of shit happening. And so like, like AJ said, this is really the season where pretty much anything can happen. Games can be announced and like, you're like, Oh wait, when the hell did that happen? I wasn't even watching. Like shit just gets announced randomly. So, uh, we'll try to keep you up to date. And I can confirm that both of those events that you just mentioned, the Future Games Fest as well as Ubisoft Forward, will have some sort of VR representation uh, in both of them. Whether it be a little bit or a lot, I don't know, but I do know of titles uh, that are going to be uh, showcased during both I, of those. I thought I saw um, Crossfire people saying that they were going to be yep. participating, so maybe that's their uh, release date announcement or something. Yeah, Crossfire developers said that they'll be participating. Um, C Smash uh, definitely said that they'll be making have they'll have a presence, uh, and, and I forget who else. It was it wasn't like a ton to be excited about, um, but you know that those the ones we know about. So if those guys are going to be there, then hopefully we'll see a few more. Um, I I don't want to see any more Crossfire. I just want to play Crossfire. <laughs> right? I, I, there's no trailer at this point that could sell me on Crossfire more than I've already been sold. A release date would be nice. Oh yeah, right. PlayStation.com. <laughs> screw you. Kind of <laughs> drop the ball. <laughs> yeah. Um, we got Alejandro D. Catalogic Game Cat with the level three membership super chat it says there's a new game coming to PC called Numata. Uh, looks scary as fuck. Do you think it could be made in VR? Perp Games is involved in this game. Uh, I actually saw the trailer for that uh, earlier today, and it does look good. Um, I will say that Perp Games' involvement in things is always a good thing. Uh, I, I feel like they—they're a huge—they're they, huge supporters of PSVR and PSVR two. Uh, and I think whenever that's possible, whenever they can convince somebody to like make a VR version of something, that they're on top of that. Um, could it be made uh, in VR? Is another question altogether. Uh, are you guys familiar with this game, Numata? No. First I've heard of it. We weren't we weren't prepared to answer that question, uh, Ali Henry. We'll <laughs> we'll get back to you on another show, maybe this Friday. Uh, Samson one four three VR with the five dollar tips has been having an absolute crap day at work. Uh, thanks for bringing some light to my day with VR talk. Much love, VR fam. Let's go, Samson, because we're about to brighten your day a little bit here very soon. Let's go. 
No, uh, no half baked anything. <laughs> I want to talk to Samson. <laughs> yeah. no, Beat me to it. That's, I mean, poor, poor Samson probably uses every day all the time and can't get away from it even during Gamescast Live. Looper the Underground GameCap with the two euros says also Capcom showcase during next Monday's Gamescast. Please, like anyone's going to watch the Capcom showcase when you could be watching Gamescast. Just Duh. watch. We'll we'll wait for you. We'll wait for the Capcom thing to be over. <laughs> I mean, maybe they'll announce Resident Evil Four is in development for VR for a third time. Who knows? Yeah, uh, yeah. You think <laughs> it would be too early to get a release date? You think? I would think so. Yeah. Uh, the, I mean, they're not even trying to give us any kind of window or anything with that right now. I, I w- honestly, I wouldn't be shocked if that's a 2024 title. I'm hopeful that we'll get it by the holiday, but I'm not getting my hopes up for it. Yeah, I, would, I think quarter one sounds about right. I'm I'm definitely saying it's a holiday title. That's my that's my guess with no basis for that whatsoever. Um, but I, but also I don't think we'll see that the Capcom showcase because that seems like something that like Sony uh, very much wants to control the messaging on. Uh, the last time we saw a Capcom showcase, like. The official Capcom showcase wasn't showing Village VR when plays when the the Sony one was their airing of the Capcom showcase. So there were like different versions going on. So I'm sure nothing has changed there. Uh, and so Sony will want to be the ones to talk about it. Um, Legendary with the Canadian five dollar tips says, "Hope they announce Moss Book three soon. That would be so dope." Uh, that would be so dope. I mean, we know that uh, we know that Polyarch's been working on a very different type of game uh, for VR. And, um, it, it, I I don't, I don't know. It's like a multiplayer PVP set in the Moss universe. Yeah. That's what I I was like. Can we say that? Uh, So thank you for saying it because I didn't fucking know. Yeah, it was, that's public. Good. Okay. (laughs) Perfect. Some dude, sometimes it's just like, there's too much shit to try to keep in line. And, uh, I just wait for other people to say shit. Just perfect. All right, guys. I think it's time to talk about, um, the, the reason everybody's here. Guys, I'm right here. You want to talk about me? I mean, come on. <laughs> yep. Uh, so, guys, uh, obviously the reason we're here is because uh, because we got to play uh, Synapse. Uh, I'd like to try to clarify something because uh, they kept calling it a beta, um, and it's obviously a demo of sorts. It's like a preview build. Well, there's no official demo or anything. It's just right. a preview build that they provided so that we could – Give you guys an early impression on the game. So big shout out to End Dreams for uh, and Sony for allowing us to to talk about it today. Right, and I, and I will say, and I will say that I'm actually a little bit surprised because it works so well as a demo, and it, and it, and it took it, it took somebody like me who uh, I think I very publicly have said. I love the idea of shooting with one hand and using telekinesis with the other, but something about these trailers just wasn't resonating with me. Something was like kind of boring me. I mean, it looks too simple. It doesn't look like there'd be any depth here. Uh, But but getting my hands on the game and getting into this world and actually like understanding what the game's about, I did a complete 180. Uh, And I I think that that's like, that's a really important thing for End Dreams to be able to do to let people get their hands on it. So I'm I'm a little bit surprised that that they're not going to release a demo. Um, But I mean, was anybody else with me? Like, was I the only one that was having doubts about this prior to playing it well i mean they, they they didn't show a lot um in terms of uh well 
I mean, we had gameplay footage, but you couldn't tell a whole lot about what what the main gameplay loop was going to be. But um, I have faith. I have faith in End Dreams. Their last couple of releases have been so fire that I just I knew this game was going to play just as good as it looks. Which, by the way, it looks beautiful in that headset. Yeah. Yeah, I think that that yeah, I mean, sorry, I mean, we ahead. should probably kick off with what Synapse is, and it is an action first-person shooter where it's basically a run and gun cover shooter as well, um, similar to Fract. Uh, you know, these guys made Fract, they made Phantom Covert Ops, they made Shooty Fruity, a lot of games here. Um, and to answer your question, Brian, uh, when I first saw the trailer for this, the very first one at that state of play, I was kind of like, uh. You know, it just looks like a basic shooter. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm really, really happy that to be kind of proven wrong, there's a little bit, there's a lot more going on here. And honestly, from what I've played in my opinion so far, this has solidified End Dreams as like a upper level VR games developer for me because there's a lot of good things I have to say about this game. And, um, yeah, this is when I think of like a PlayStation game, uh, and this is a PlayStation VR 2 exclusive, by the way, something else that, uh, you know, um, maybe not being exclusive doesn't devalue a game, but it certainly adds value when it is for me uh, personally. And uh, this just feels like a badass PlayStation console quality game in VR. Yeah. I mean, it- I, I get where you're coming from, but it wasn't like End Dreams is like infallible, right? It's like Fract, for as beautiful as it was, um, somehow felt repetitive partway in. Like it felt like, you know, they were locking you into sections in order to extend the gameplay. And then the gameplay was only two hours to begin with. And so it's like, yes, they, they've, they've always kind of been synonymous with quality, but there's also sort of been a, a, a butt attached to almost every game, right? Where it's like, you know, these, these are great games, but. You know, like even Shooty Fruity going back, it was like, oh, this is such a great game, but it's a wave shooter. It might have been one of the best wave shooters we got, but it's like, man, another wave shooter? So there's always been some kind of butt attached to each and every single one of their games. Even Phantom Covert Ops, which was like, oh, wow, this is fucking cool, like Metal Gear Kayak. But like, you can't get out of the kayak? I'm just going to sit in sleep for the whole fucking time? Are you kidding me? Like, so even if, even if it's a small butt, there's always been a butt. And so, and so I think that's why I was, I was a little bit concerned before I got the chance to play this. Um, and, and I do actually have concerns after playing this, nothing major, but, uh, but, but so far I'm, I'm very, very pleased with what we've played. Yeah, we, we can't exactly tell how it's going to end up, but, but it's off to on the right start, right? So we got to play the first couple of levels of the game, um, and it was very fun to play, very intuitive controls. That, that That's kind of the thing that stuck out to me more than anything was this telekinesis ability they give you. It takes about 30 seconds to master it. And then it's almost like you're just moving things with your mind, the way that they integrate the eye tracking into the uh, adaptive triggers. Um, it, it's really, really well done on that. Uh, but with that said, I mean, it wasn't particularly difficult. Um, so I'm hoping that uh, as the game goes on, that it provides a little bit more challenge. Right. Uh, but I'm confident that it will. Now, I guess we should probably be clear that the, uh, the version that we got, uh, already had some, some of the skills in the skill tree unlocked. So, uh, so I think Endreams is kind of setting us up to be badass right out of the gate. And so one of the things I'm hoping for is that like, I would love for the first hour of this game 
to just be like, oh, you don't even have, uh, you don't even have telekinetic abilities yet. Like you are just using your pistol, right? And then you slowly, slowly, slowly gain all these powers that we've got. And then eventually you're like, oh, this is the power trip simulator I was looking for. Now I feel fucking badass. Um, and I think if, if they've managed to nail that and they managed to nail the whole, uh, the, the gameplay loop in the constant upgrades, then I think they've got something special in their hands. And I think they might be doing that. Yeah, I mean, going back to like our initial impressions, uh, when I saw the two trailers, I thought End Dreams, I know they can make great games. Um, I thought the art style was interesting, but my mind is always about what is PSVR2's big hitter offerings with some of their pre-existing IPs. And, you know, that's not fair to End Dreams. Um, and so I have to say these are games that I'm like, I'm going to like playing them when they come along, but I'm not particularly hyped for them um but ultimately when it comes to vr games you know ones that lend themselves to um playability around three-dimensional space where perception of being present and being able to interact within those three dimensions um is what makes games vraf and uh having played this it lends itself to that straight away and um yeah in terms of the builds that we got to play um i was very fortunate enough to go to end dream studio and um i played the same build that was sent out to everyone um and what you have is you have the tutorial level that i believe is in part of the main game and then there is a later level um where they basically give you the skill tree and a lot of the skill tree is actually zero cost so you can just buy loads of stuff um i had like a 30 minute session initially and then i had a capture session with a green screen later on in the day um, where I actually played through it all in about 15 minutes. And, and that does come down to my play style, which we can get to in a bit, because um, what I found really interesting about this game and speaking with the devs and all the other creators there is this game can be played in lots of different ways. And it's not just about, are you about telekinesis? Are you about gunplay? There's all these different combinations of different ways of using telekinesis. You know, you can maybe you just like throwing barrels or you want to pick up enemies or you want to throw their grenades back to them. Um, and with gunplay, you can, um, they kept on talking about, you know, the, one of the trick moves is you can drag someone towards you and reload your gun off their head, um, <laughs> which um, I never got around to doing. Um, but just seeing different people playing it in different ways. I'm really excited when this game comes out to seeing really great footage of people doing trick shots, literally, um, and, you know, doing different moves. And I think that the diversity in which you can interact with your environment, I think, makes this a really interesting proposition. However, as Brian has alluded to, my concern coming out straight away, which was I had a really good time for 45 minutes in total. My question is, is it a gimmick that's going to kind of wear off? But thing i have been told and this is the last point i make on this is um them giving you all of the um abilities very uh you know for this for this build um from what i spoke to the devs is it's going to be very granular i mean the telekinesis i don't think you're even going to get for at least an hour um but i could be mistaken and misheard that um but it's going to be very much you're given one bit at a time which is great because I was overwhelmed by all the stuff. I mean, if I got to play it again and again, like you guys did, and I would have done if I wasn't on vacation, I would have definitely learned about each of the additional moves, but I was just so overwhelmed that I was kind of like, I'm just going to go in there and see what I can do. Whereas I'm looking forward to being introduced to each move one at a time, mastering them, 
and then realizing like what is your signature combination and like i think it's really gonna have people's personalities and really flesh out it, it's so funny that uh <clears throat> even just uh over the last few days talking to you guys about the way that you've played this it's it's one of those games i feel like that end dreams thought of everything but then we all sort of just played it the way that we would play a game uh, and so then I talked to AJ and he was like, oh, he's like, well, I did this. And I was like, wait, you can do that. And I talked to Wes and like, you can do that. And then Miles is like, tell me something. He's like, I didn't, it's just, I think it's one of those games that you're constantly <clears throat> going to be like, I didn't even know you could do that in this game. You could probably play through the entire game and not know, uh, some, some of the, some of the cooler things you can do just when it comes to reloading. Uh, obviously, you know, I, I feel like this game is based, uh, on what fract made cool. Uh, and then. It was like, how can we make this cooler? And like successfully did. Uh, and so whereas Fract, uh, what they would do is they, it was very, very much an arcade shooter. And so you'd have your pistol and the ammo clip would be right below it. And so you'd like jam that in and then cock the gun and then boom, you're good to go. It was like the arcade version of, uh, of manual reload. Uh, this is even more simple, right? Because what they've got is as soon as you're out of ammo, it's just the clip underneath your gun and you put, you pop that in, right? And you can slam that against the rock. You can slam that against an enemy. I, I slammed it against myself. And I think it's really cool that the game knows that there's a body there, right? That it's like, I'm, this is how I reload. <laughs> like, I think that I actually hitting my chest while I'm playing this game constantly. And I think that's just really cool that like, I've been talking to people and, and you know, some people didn't even know you could do it that way. Um, so I think there's going to be a lot of those kind of moments in this game where you're like, oh man, how did you do that? What's going on? Whatever. Um, I, I think AJ, you were the, you were the one that I think really clued me into most of these types of things. Dude, so my first time playing through the demo, like you said, the the preview build that we were given is a tutorial and then two levels of the game. Um, my first time playing through those, it took me about 45 minutes. And I basically was just running through and just, you know, I'm kind of getting used to the game uh, and and figuring it out and, and getting a feel for it. And I was just kind of running and shooting and doing like the cover shooter similar to Fract. Um, but then after... Um, I did it. I, I played it again, even though you, I beat this the first time in, in like 45 minutes or whatever, I actually went back and I, I've actually ended up playing this, these two levels for like three to four hours oh, yeah. just on these levels. Um, because the thing about this game is that yes, uh, it has this like core mechanics to it or whatever, this, uh, this core goal to it. Uh, but this game is, like Miles said, incredibly immersive. And if you, the people that are going to get the most out of this game are the ones that really take their time and experiment with the gameplay and the things you can do in this game. Yep. Um, I think that's where this game truly shines. I mean, it's got a lot of places that where it shines because the, the art style alone, um, you know, you're, you're, you're basically, uh, going through this colonel's that's gone rogue, his uh, you're going through his mind, and it's like these you hit the beaches right away or whatever, and it's all black and white, but it looks gorgeous. It's got this very like uh, a lot of the rock formations have this like marbly thing. The lighting is really well done, dude. And then it's those marble surfaces so reflective, like even if there's text hanging in the air, right? This is you know like one one level to go or something like that. It's reflected in the marble in the in the in, in that like polished marble reflection it reminds me of like uh the titles that you would see 
on the TV show Fringe that were just like hanging in the air and they reflected in the windows of the buildings nearby. It was, it's just, it's just such a cool look. Yeah. But so, yeah, it, it looks gorgeous. And it's like this mix between like a war zone on a beach and like this, like crazy, I even saw in like one of your clips just now, like it's got these, like, there's like these big art pieces in the background. So it's this, it's a really creative art style and I love it. Um, Especially when you juxtapose like the, the color, the neon colors and everything. But, but back to the gameplay, like I said, this game from it's kind of hard to tell because of the preview build we were given is obviously a little cut like tailor made for for this um so we don't know the actual game structure but um as as you would go back uh as or if you would die for example um it then shows you it introduces you to this this like web this like challenge tree and it's like it's got all these challenges that you can do um to it's like uh, smash 10 people, kill 10 enemies by smashing them with uh, crates. And and then if you do that, um, then you get to unlock it. And then you can spend that ability point on a skill tree that gives you all these, like it lets you further fine tune all of your abilities and what you can have on the levels, um, such as like, you know, going from starting out with just basic telekinesis where you can grab crates and barrels uh, to being able to actually grab enemies. And my God, man, once I, the more I explored this game, I actually would like die on purpose. And I was like, I want to go try this again this way. I want to go try this again this way. And I sank so much time doing that. And man, like Wes said, the, the telekinesis, oh my God, the way this game feels overall, the gameplay and the way just everything feels is incredible. And man, like, if you've ever now I understand what all the hype behind like wanting to be Darth Vader or like <laughs> Magneto, because no video that you see will be able to illustrate how this game actually truly feels, which is like, yeah, you feel like Darth Vader or Magneto is the best way to describe it. And you just feel like an unstoppable monster. Yeah, well, that was my main takeaway from this, which was um, I went away thinking it's it gives you the power fantasy that you want in gaming. Um, and I and again, this might come down to my gameplay style, um, but at the beginning, I was just kind of trying to stress test it of like if I don't you know hide behind stuff and just run at the enemies and run and gun, is it going to stop me and just kill me straight away? And I did get away with quite a lot, and it felt like playing a Doom game. I'm not saying it is a Doom game, but in terms of the 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 very free-flowing nature of it all. And when it comes to PSVR 2, I try and think of other VR games that give you that kind of John Wick power fantasy. I mean, Pistol Whip, um, and then on PSVR, you know, you'd have Super Hot. Um, I'd be interested if you guys could name any other games that currently have it, but this is one where there's full locomotion. Um, because some people go, oh, is it, on, is it a rail shooter? No, you can run around however you want. And I don't know if you guys noticed this, but when you replay levels, the portal, like, because basically you have to kill the enemies, flash a color, and then you can go through this portal. Um, but the portal actually has multiple locations it can end with. And depending on where it ends, that is how the enemies spawn as well. So when you replay levels, it can be a completely different experience of, you know, the way that you navigate it. Uh Kind of leaning back into something that I, I just want to make sure we don't get too far away from this um, is that uh, when we were talking about telekinesis, you know, uh, Wes started off in saying that, like, you learn how to use telekinesis so fast. Um, but 
but I, I think something I don't want to forget to mention is that like it uses the adaptive triggers so well that so if yep. you're gonna if you reach out and you telekinetically grab a red explosive barrel, um, then you don't want to pull the trigger all the way, right? You just want to lightly grab, lightly push it down, right? And you can feel the resistance, and so you know not to push it any further than that. And they've picked up the barrel. And then when you fling it towards somebody, then you can pull it all the way and that crushes it. And like, you really, I mean, the adaptive triggers work so well in the situation because you're like, oh yeah, like I'm, I'm crushing the barrel. I'm making it explode. And like, and then you see like two guys go flying off the screen because you just killed them with a explosive barrel. And like all of these sensations work really, really well together. Um, just make, you know, again, with the power, uh, John Wick power trip fantasy deal going on, it's really, really good stuff. Uh, I, what, what, yeah, the, the, the game, sorry, the gameplay in general. I'm sorry. The the gameplay in general, whether it be telekinesis or or gunplay, it, it's all very intuitive. Uh, and it, 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 you get to a point um, really quickly where you don't think about any of it. And the cool thing about that is, is that it's kind of necessary. The the action in the game is so fast paced and chaotic. You kind of need to be able to just go in there and, and fight without thinking. And uh, I think that they've uh, they've struck a really good balance here in between the way the the, uh, the 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 telekinesis works and the gunplay versus you know the way that the enemies spawn in. They've put a lot of attention to detail in a lot of things, like you said, and yeah, I think that's one of the things that I'm just I'm really thoroughly impressed with this game so far. Like, there's just you know I'm I'm like looking for things and. And like I said, the more I explore, I'm like, I actually come away more impressed. I mean, there's these there's uh, these destructible rocks and environments and stuff that you can, you know, just ex- like you explode and rubble goes everywhere. And um, yeah, man, there's there's a lot of really, really uh, things that they meticulously crafted that it just goes a long way in terms of the way uh, the game uh, feels more immersive and just feels great. Yeah. A quick thing on the game de- de- design and a decision that they made. Someone in the chat asked earlier, does, is there a stamina bar for your telekinesis? The answer is no. Um, and when I spoke to the developers about it, they said it was something that they originally tried. And what they realized was when it came to the game design, going back to this sort of power fantasy, they said, we kind of want to give you all the tools. And then the challenge comes from not your limitations, but the enemies that are going to be constantly swarming you. And I think they've just nailed it because, you know, we're all going to name things that we've done. You know, you can with telekinesis, pick up a crate, bring it towards you and then move forward with it as cover as you're shooting around it. Um, there's just so much you can See, do. I, I never so did I that. Loved it. I never did that. Right. <laughs> a lot of the challenges <clears throat> kind of guide you in this way. That's why they're super important as well, is they tell you, like kind of things you can do. And that's, that's one of the challenges is like, it's like kill 10 enemies or something while uh, using like something uh, with the telekinesis as cover. It's dude, it's, it's just too much fun to just take a block and just smash enemies with it over and over. Like it looks ridiculous in the gameplay footage. You're just like crush, crush, crush dead. Okay. But like, again, it feels really good to do it. Uh, And, and I think, I, I think part of what made this game so much fun for me was was discovering all the different ways you could handle these situations. You go in guns blazing, you could kind of like creep around, uh, you know, using the fracked cover system to like kind of pull yourself in and out of cover. There's so many different ways to do it. Uh, I didn't even really know how much you could climb 
until AJ mentioned it to me. He's like, oh, I've been climbing all over the place. And I was like, oh, I saw like a couple places you can climb. He's like, no, you can climb pretty much everything. It's crazy. You can climb so much shit in this game, and it's got these amazing structures for it. I mean, I was like hanging from like <laughs> it must have been like a hundred feet in the air from some giant like like it's like there's like these little like fortresses or something. I don't know, but I was just hanging from this giant structure, just picking dudes off, and then like a a, a couple would run out at me and start shooting, and I'd crawl around um, the. Uh, the big structure and use it for cover like while just dangling from super high up in the air. And yeah, man, I, I definitely got some, um, some really, really cool vibes from this game. Uh, just sort of the freedom that it gives you. It's not a sandbox game, but it, like I said, it's a great experimental. Each level is a great experimental ground and um, the climbing. Yeah. It, it feels really, really cool to climb and sneak around uh, it feels excellent. And I think the biggest power trip moment for me was probably where I went in and attempted a level, a run without using my gun at all. And I just had the telekinesis and I got the ability to to grab enemies. And dude, I was just running into rooms. Just as soon as I see somebody, they just go, ah! like they just throw them across the room. They smash into a statue and like explode. I'm like slamming them into the ground, slamming them into the ceiling, into the walls, throwing them like a hundred feet and then shooting, or I didn't actually shoot them, but um, man, that was, that was the moment to me where I was just like, holy shit. Like this telekinesis is, is nuts. It's not something I've really, uh, played in a lot of games before um so this was kind of new to me and i think like this is the genius behind this game is like what a clever idea to bring this kind of ability into vr lets you control it in a like one-to-one space or whatever 3d space um and you you just feel this power more yeah i just I can't wait to just see how different people use it because it's just going to, like, the, the possibilities are endless. And, like, I didn't realize how much you can climb everywhere. Um, and, you know, AJ was talking about that freedom. Um, something else the devs were saying was, um, I think there's something in the options that if you get, like, stuck behind a wall or, like, you fall down somewhere, you press, a, like, a, a reset position and it puts you back in the map. And I was asking, like, if you fall in the water, it respawns you, do you lose health? And they were saying, again, it's about that power fantasy. They don't want to punish you. They want people to have the freedom to explore. And if you somehow manage to go a bit over the map, then you can just sort of bring yourself back in. So I kind of love the playfulness that they've, they've sort of gone with it. Um, it's really, really cool. What's funny is that I fell into the water at some point and I see distracted in the chat. I asked if you can if you can jump and you can't. There's not a jump button. But you can grab onto like any surface and just kind of thrust yourself in a direction to like to sort of throw yourself. Uh, so it's it's technically a jump. And so when I fell in the water, it didn't reset me. And I was wandering around going, how the hell do I get out of here? Like, where's my jump button? Where's, what are, and I was like, oh, let me just grab the land, throw myself up. <laughs> oh, okay, that worked. Perfect. Yeah, it's really cool for like running over like barricades and stuff. Like a lot of games, a lot of cover shooters. If you, uh, most of you have probably played cover shooters before, um, you you got your back up against the wall, and then it'll say like press up on the joystick and X to jump over that little barrier or whatever. This you just straight up just grab it and throw yourself over, and it's just like yes, like this is this is the the little uh, progression that I like to see in the VR gaming space. Yeah, this is VRAF in a completely different way. Like we don't we don't generally see VRAF used when it comes to locomotion. 
right? But but I do feel like uh, it it's relevant here. Um, I will I will say um, actually, you know what? Before I even get into that, what I was about to say, uh, Virtual Authority Australia with the Australian five dollar tips has only been watching since last November, but love your work, lads. Uh, here's hoping Synapse can bring visuals on par with Red Matter too. I'll be over it if so. I'll be all over it if so. I love that Red Matter has been has become like the uh, like visual the, benchmark, yeah, the one to, the one to beat, right? Um, and uh, I mean, so I, I've sort of already stated my opinions on the channel, um, Wes. What do you, what do you think, Wes? Does this uh, does this hit the the legendary Red Matter two benchmark? Well, I mean, it's kind of apples and oranges, right? Because the art styles are so different from one another. Um, I don't think I would put it quite on that, that level of red matter too, but I mean, what is honestly, yeah. uh, I will say that it, that it's very detailed um, and with, with some very high resolution textures and you've already kind of touched on the, um, uh, you know, the lighting and reflections in the game is just incredible. Uh, but no, it's beautiful. It looks, it looks as good as, as just about anything on PSVR, but it's so very different. Um, but I would consider, you know, production values to be a, a strength of the game, not only visually, not only in terms of art style, but the directional audio is amazing in this game as well. I yeah. mean, there was more than one occasion where I, I'm sitting here and I'm, I'm floating a box in front of me uh, with the telekinesis and I hear an enemy around the corner. And just based on where I heard them at, I throw the box around the corner and knock them down. <laughs> like that happened multiple times. And that wouldn't be possible if the uh, the directional audio wasn't just so spot on. Jeeves asked about the soundtrack as well. Yes, it does have like a it'll it'll bring in a little bit of like a cool synthwave soundtrack every now and then, and um, it's it's a little subtle, but it but it sounds good. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, somebody asked about time limits on levels. Uh, sorry, I, I missed the name. Um, yeah, I, there was two questions. That was one that I was going to respond to quickly. Yes. So there aren't any time limits. However, there might be a level that we haven't played yet where there's like, you've got to get out in a certain time. Right. But there is something really cool, which is based on your completion time. Uh, once you've killed the last enemy, you get a bubble that gives you a rank. And depending on how you rank, I don't know what the lowest is, but it goes up to S rank. Uh, when you grab it, it then gives you resources. And my understanding is there are two types of resources. There might be more. One that you use to like upgrade and buy abilities after your levels. And then there are ones that you can use during the game. You go up to these little like um, hub points and you can like get your health replenished and stuff like that. Um, so that's really cool. And then the other... Yeah. And then the other question that was asked was, are there bosses? Um, we only played with two enemy types. Um, we played with like what I'm going to say are the regular infantry, mm-hmm. and then you have these annoying like skull red glowing guys <laughs> that blow up and run at the you. The first time you find up. them, you're going to be yeah hating them because you kill them and then they just go yeah. I you, did give see, you a bit of damage. I did see a screenshot of some kind of like armored dude. Big, like there's like a dude, big yeah, yeah like hulking so, dude. So there's there might be bosses in this. So yeah, the other two enemies that we know of are from the trailer so you have these ones that fly around which look really cool so you're going to have some more three you know 3d verticality of enemies forming you um and then you've got these bosses uh this boss type there's one with like a minigun or something that was in the trailer i think um i might be mistaken but um we haven't played played that yet so 
I like that you pointed out the grade at uh, like so if you it's kind of well designed for like replay value here. Um, not only do you get new abilities and unlocks to experiment with, and and the unlock tree has all sorts of stuff. I don't want to spoil anything, but just for example, like there's there'll be like a, a guns that uh, that you can get like tier one, tier two, tier three guns that will now once you have that unlocked will be somewhere in the level for you to go around and find. Um, and then, but the, the thing that the end is called the synaptic party where it grades you on like how fast you complete it. And, uh, yeah, there is like a defiance, I think is the currency that's like that you spend in runs, uh, to like give you, you can restore health, gives you like an extra ability or some, some additional feature. And, um, one thing that we, I don't know if we've actually touched on yet. I mean, we've kind of mentioned it, but, um, the thing that, uh, was kind of surprising to me was this actually has some kind of roguelike roguelite mechanics to it. Um, it seems it's kind of got that structure. And now before anybody who doesn't like that, uh, the way that sounds, I wouldn't walk away just yet um, because honestly, like I'm not a big, the biggest fan of roguelites either. Uh, but I feel like there's so much going on here uh, elsewhere that it's not something I really noticed. Like, it's not like, Oh, this is, this is what the game has to offer is just like this roguelike core to it. Mm -hmm. And like, that's the game. If there's so much more to it, this you've got um, the story that I'm kind of interested in. I mean, it's a, it's a cool premise where you're in the mind of some like rogue colonel and you're, you're trying to gather, like basically fight your way through uh, to his subconscious to like gather Intel and save the world or something like that. And of course the colonel is voiced by none other than David freaking hater which is really really cool um i i know this game it doesn't really gameplay wise have a lot in common with like metal gear solid but i'd be lying if i said i i I was kind of like while i'm crawling around on the beach and stuff i was definitely getting like some of those vibes at 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 times uh with just the atmosphere and everything i'm just watching gameplay footage that (laughs) and and i'm just kind of like mesmerized by like even watching it um i'm actually really glad that you explained uh what how how some of the skill tree worked because uh because when you were explaining it earlier about fulfilling those like uh jetpack joyride type requirements uh and then like you know bursting those bubbles i i I didn't realize that's where i was getting attribute points from and so so the I, I just had, I, I guess I just was like playing it and didn't quite really, because we started off with so many attributes already unlocked, I didn't quite understand like exactly what was happening there. Um, so that's, uh, it's really going to be interesting to go back knowing that and, uh, and, and unlocking a few more things. It's going to be really fun. Um, we, yeah, sorry, it, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, no I was going to say it, it would be easy to, um, to kind of just call this a roguelite and walk away from it. But I feel that that's kind of reductive. This is this is kind of strikes a balance in between like a traditional action shooter and a roguelike. There are roguelike progression elements to it for sure, mm. uh, but the levels are not procedural. They're they're written levels with a, an amount of variability added into them. While the levels don't change, the enemy behavior can change, or the the um, the the types of uh, upgrades that you encounter will change from run to run. So while the levels are written, it does kind of have that spontaneity that you get from a roguelike title. And the progression, uh, you know, in between runs is pulled straight out of, uh, you know, the roguelike handbook. Uh, but I, I feel like it's kind of a hybrid. 
uh, you know, yeah. kind of a hybrid action roguelike game. It doesn't feel like one. It, it's it reminds me of a game like Returnal, where it's like, like I didn't play that. I like I don't know. Like it just didn't feel like a roguelike game to me, even though it purely was pretty much. Yeah, yeah. It's it's nice, it's nice seeing lots of variations on the genre because um, it is it is very easy for people to say I just don't like roguelites or I'm sick of roguelites. Yeah. It's like, well, they they're so varied. How can you just be sick of the entire genre? It's like being like I'm sick of first person shooters. It's like well, all right, well maybe you are. But like, let me show you Bioshock. Are you still sick of first-person shooters? Um, Can I talk about one of the biggest shames about this game? <laughs> What's that? We're going full so screen. when when you when you <laughs> when you when you, get, when you get to the end of a level, you have this uh, like mirror doorway that you come across, and when you look into it, you can see the next level. You can peer into it, and you can even go around the other side and look and see stuff the other way and it's absolutely incredible it looks great and you start stepping into the doorway and you can see yourself going into this next level and then it fades to black and not for long not for long but you sort of have the immersion of stepping into this gateway it fades to black and then it loads the next level pretty quickly so i'm not hugely bothered um and again i i, I actually said it to the devs as soon as i played it, i said this is the big shame and they kind of were like they're like, we know, in, in the sense of there's limitations with development. But of course, it's something they're trying to work out. They said they actually tried using white, uh, fade to white, which looked better, but there was problems from accessibility in terms of it blind people. Yeah, <laughs> that would blind this <laughs> you know? out of you. Um, but I think it was Brian, when I was telling you about it, you were saying about, like, they could, and we, 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 we say they could do this, like, they know what they can and can't do. <laughs> but the idea of maybe you do, like, a blurred version of the level as it loads, yes. but I... Uh, they, it seems like it's something they're still working on before launch um, because for me that was just the because everything else is so immersive that just felt like I say it's a shame I don't mean it in like a and yeah. it's ruined just like that would be the icing on the cake for, yeah. for this yeah it would be it would be almost mind blowing to be like oh here's the portal yeah. to the next one and I'm here and and as yeah. you said it when it fades out but it fades out for literally a second and fades back in and you're like man if it only fades out for a second it's almost worse that it only fades out for a second cuz you're like you were almost there so <laughs> having almost a loading screen <laughs> they'd have to call up the people at insomniac i mean that's the that's yeah. what the big thing about ratchet and clank was was like they were constantly going to dimensions so yeah, I was thinking about that too. Like, ah, oh, so close, but, um, but it certainly didn't take away from anything. But man, like Brian said, that would have been mind blowing because the door just looks incredible as you're sitting there, and it is clearly like another entire area just that you can just see through a little doorway, and it looks really, really cool. Yeah, yeah, it, w- it would almost make more more sense for the door to be like black instead of being able to see into the other level because it feels so unnatural when you step through the door and you can see everything and then all of a sudden it's black yeah. like almost any anything would be better there like you mentioned kind of blurred vision for a minute or maybe like a wormhole effect it, pretty much any other way they could have done it would have would have been better but this is you crawl through a, a crawl space slowly yeah because that's anything. how everyone does it these days <laughs> I, I, yeah because I was, I was just going to say with the Ratchet and Clank thing is this just shows you how good Insomniac are doing it is because someone in the chat said they did instant portals. It's actually not instant. If you look very carefully, it does actually a transition effect where as Ratchet goes, and I hate, sorry to spoil this for everyone who thought it was instant, but as he goes through the pool, it does this kind of like screensaver effect where you see the rift 
so it does kind of cover everything so it, it's so might but the point is they've, right yeah they, they've worked out the transition like i'm not and i'm not saying and therefore there are a bunch of phonies and frauds no, <laughs> nailed it um but yeah i think some of the suggestions wes said it's just um it's kind of like they show you it and then they're taking it away so it's like look at this magic now we've got to take it away. Now you can have it back again. <laughs> it's it's funny if, if we're going to talk about, you know, concerns and it's funny that we started with like maybe the, the least of our concerns. It's like this tiny little nitpicky uh, thing uh, when really like, I think I, I would guarantee you that if we pulled the audience right now, their biggest concern would be how long is it going to take for us to beat this game? Because Frax reputation um, kind of precedes, the the release of synapse and um and 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 so you know everyone's like well is this gonna be a two-hour game or three-hour game i'm, I'm concerned it's a 35 dollar game with a 10 percent plus discount you know which brings it to 31.49 why is that the one thing i can remember i have no idea i can't remember like my mom's birthday but i can remember that 31.49 is 10 percent off at 34.99 anyway the point so is um is like it's 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 not cheap right like when when you get to the 35 dollar price point you're starting to push that level of like what we expect from a VR game. Obviously it's got a lot of polish, but the question is, is how long is this game going to be? Um, and I mean, we've talked to end dreams and the word coming from them is that they definitely, uh, heard the complaints like overwhelmingly about fracked. And they wanted to make sure that this game didn't suffer the same fate. Uh, and so the currently the word is if if you if you see everything the game has to offer you see all the story you have unlocked everything you've done everything um and you can keep playing after you've done this but but once you get to that point it's about 12 hours and they've and they've done uh, a lot of play testing to come up with that number um so i'm going to bet aj does it in 9 <laughs> <laughs> i don't i don't see it being you know again that sounds like maybe if you 100 percent it and stuff and yeah. what i do know is like i said i think i i like if you had to ask me how i feel about the price and everything right now if i if if you were if i would would if you asked me hey do you think i should pre-order it hey aj i'm pretty do you, do you think you should pre-order it i am very confident in saying yes i think it's worth the pre-order because and maybe there's a caveat to that. Maybe there is a a little bit of a caveat, but I think the value is there. They when you said that they heard the feedback from Fract, um, it shows because this isn't just a this isn't just an A to B kind of game. Like it, like I said, it's a it was a 45 minute demo that you can spend hours with. Hours. I've spent literally three to four hours with this game, uh, experimenting with it. And that's what they did. They took maybe like a similar structure of Fract or whatever. It could be a similar length of Fract. It could be like three, you know, three to three hours, um, or so, but they've designed it in a way to make it like, give you reason and replay value that's actually there not just oh go play it again it's like no there's actually a progression system to have a different experience um and and sink more time into it and to me yeah i mean it's a there's a lot i think there's a lot of value here and so i think like i said before i think earlier um the people that are that this is a must probably a must go out and pre-order right now are the people that are interested in experimenting with what 
the gameplay mechanics and the telekinesis and you know you can sit there and stack the blocks on each other and stuff there's there's a lot of there's a lot of great technical showpiece elements that this game has that I think are worth exploring. If you're if you're just buying this just to run and and just just run through it and shoot, I think that's going to be the most boring way to play this. Yeah. Um, and and I think you're missing kind of the point of what the game has to offer. Yeah, somewhat. Thirty five thirty five dollars is only one percent the cost to get a uh, <laughs> Apple Vision Pro. It's nothing, guys. <laughs> nothing. <laughs> That's a really good point. One percent. <laughs> we could buy one hundred copies of this game. Oh, man. Um, yeah, yeah. I was, I was, I was going to say like what I'm. This kind of goes back to what I said right at the start. But I think with everyone's contributions, it adds more context to this. Which is, I'm most excited to see the community just uploading videos of them playing it. You know, their highlight clips, probably adding soundtracks. You know. For me, this is going to be such a great game to market with people doing their trick shots and things like that. And for me, it's going to be like, ah, you know, as we've been saying, didn't know you could do that, could try that, you want to go back in. But it does make me feel that I'm interested to know what the end game content's going to be because I think having a new game plus or having um, a horde mode or something at the end that when you finally unlock all the powers you just need to be put in a situation where it's like, let's see how far we can go. Because again, I think that will lend itself to the marketability of people going, look at me on wave 100 with all this carnage, you know, as much as the game can deal with without it crashing. Um, But, you know, I kind of like that of just seeing how far you can push players because yeah, you know, we've played, you know, between an hour and a few hours between us with, with these particular abilities. Um, there's going to become a point where we know the game inside out and the muscle memory and, you know, the, the great 3d audio that we, that was mentioned that I totally agree with. Um, we are going to become one with this game and the stuff we're going to be able to do by the time we get to the end of the main campaign, I'm assuming it's, we're going to be like super Saiyans. We're going to be gods in it, with, with this game mode. And I think to have an opportunity to then really test the limits, whether it's a new game plus or a, a horde mode, um, I'd love to see how that goes as well. Yeah, yep. Uh, I definitely think that you know, uh, if you're if you're playing a game like this, uh, I mean, I, I've I've said it a thousand times, one of my favorite games on the face of the planet is Spelunky. I've spent hundreds of hours in that game. You don't. That's not the kind of game you beat once, right? You beat. You just you find different ways to beat that game, and uh, and and there's a certain amount of randomness in that game. And same with one of my more recent. Uh, infatuations which is uh cosmodread right there's, there's every every time you get into that game so you if you go in and you beat cosmodread uh that's that's cool but like it's not about beating it it's a it's about going in over and over seeing the randomness and dealing with those random elements and seeing if you can overcome what the game throws at you this time or next time or the time after that you beat it once you might have gotten lucky you beat it five times probably more skill-based. Um, yeah, I, I agree. I feel like um, I'm kind of okay with a lot of the gameplay uh, loop being that kind of uh, replay based on replayability. Uh, there are some things, though, that I'm kind of counting on as I play through it my first run. Um, 
so the the premise here kind of is that you're you're making your way through this uh colonel or general's mind you you start off by moving through his conscious mind then moving into the unconscious mind and the goal is to get to the subconscious um there's something at play in this game that we don't see very often and it's this kind of surrealism this kind of uh dreamscape that that you that that you find yourself in and it's even more rare in a shooter I'm kind of counting on as I make my way through this guy's mind, he's going to resist more and more. The gameplay is going to become more difficult, and that kind of whole surreal, surrealism that's going on here will become more and more uh, prominent in the levels. Now, again, this is all just me assuming, right. but this is where I feel like the game should go, and I'm pretty confident that it will. And, yeah, I'm pretty comfortable with recommending people could go ahead and uh, – pre-order right now of course you could just wait for brian's review or all of our reviews too nothing wrong with holding off from pre-ordering especially the way we've been burned i'm not trying to say like go out and pre-order yeah right but um, especially when it's only saving you three three dollars and fifty (laughs) cents yeah and uh but i'm just saying i feel very very confident about this one because i think if you're looking for a badass vr experience uh, this gives you one. Um, it is the best telekinesis in anything I've ever played. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, it's 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 a great, it's a really really great polished game. But it's the, I think it's the experience of it so far that I'm really really enjoying. Uh, Wes, it's interesting. You touched on something about uh, you know wondering what the full game will entail. Uh, something we haven't touched on at all is for good reason because. It wasn't part of the the beta that we tried uh, is really the story. You know, we've we've got these characters talking in our ear a little bit, Uh, not not intrusive at all, because I was able to tune them out pretty fucking well, (laughs) which is nice when they're intrusive. It just gets drives me crazy. Um, But you can see in the most recent trailer that was revealed at the Sony, uh, the PlayStation showcase, it was this it was the story trailer. And so there's all of the stuff that's not placed in the monochromatic world, not inside this guy's uh, consciousness. Uh, it's, it's, it looks like it's taking place in the real world before you head in. And there's certain things you're doing. The dude's walking in with a weapon drawn. Uh, it does not look like a cinematic. You know, he puts his hand on some kind of uh, validation code screen. It's whatever. a it's a neural oh Jesus neural Christ. synaptic technology. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God you're here. What would we have done without the technical term? Um, Doctor AJ. Right. And so, I mean, so so the first thing that comes to mind, we actually talked about this in voice chat. Sorry, sirens on my end. Uh, we talked about this in voice chat earlier, saying like seeing that in the story trailer kind of like gives me assassin's creed vibes where every so often you're pulled out of this okay does anybody know what's called in assassin's creed the thing that you're inside of dr aj the glorb you're pulled out of the glorb into the real world (laughs) and so there's gonna be i guarantee you no less than 20 comments in the chat they're gonna be like brian you're fucking dumb it's called this um but but so i'm wondering i'm wondering is that something that just happens at the beginning of the game and at the end of the game? Or are you frequently going to be jumping back and forth and being like, I'm, these are the levels and these are the interstitial real world levels. And, and, if, and if they're able to do that, go. man, then I'm fucking in love. Yeah. I'm, I hope the story is really good in this because yeah, the voice acting is really good. Um, well, for the most part, it's like the glorb. The animus. <laughs> People are, <laughs> everyone's saying the glorb. <laughs> the animus. Thank you. Guys. Uh, Thank you. The animus. Sorry. I, can I imagine that the I only played Black Toy Flag. Story saying it. Ew, the glorb. Um, <laughs> 
<laughs> I just, yeah, I, I think again, that's one of the things that just, that really just adds to the immersion adds. It gives the game has so much context to it in what you're doing. That's why it always kind of keeps you engaged because yes, you're in this like black and white reality, but it's like, there's a reason for that. Like there's kind of an explanation for a lot of things that are happening that, uh, that kept me engaged the whole time. And yeah, in the, in the trailer, the newest trailer we saw, I was like shocked to see like what it looked like most likely the beginning of the game because you're not even, uh, synchronized with that machine yet. Um, and so it might, it probably starts out with like color. Maybe you actually, you know, get into some firefights in there and then, uh, and then, yeah, then you enter the, the mind of the Colonel, uh, Colonel David Hader, Colonel <laughs> Hader, um, <laughs> playing himself, obviously. Yes, yeah. very much playing himself. Dude, he's got the greatest voice ever. Oh, my God. I just love hearing his voice. Yeah, big time. Big Agreed. Time. Uh, before we wrap this up, guys, any any final thoughts, anything we haven't addressed uh, about Synapse yet? I got a bit of a sneaky mention to make uh, with a conversation I had. So the question I had for End Dreams was Fract. Um, any plans to bring it to PSVR 2? And I knew the answer was going to be, you know, we, we'd love all our games to come across. And, you know, we haven't anything to confirm at this point. But they gave a, a much more interesting answer, which was um, not, well, firstly, they weren't going to confirm or deny. But what they did say was um, this game, Synapse, has been made based on the lessons and everything they've done with Fract. This is a game that has been made for PSVR 2. And so their perspective in terms of where they are with all the games they're working on at the moment is you could, you know, it's always about prioritization. You could either, you know, adapt Frack to PSVR 2, or you can make a game that has been from the ground up being made for this hardware. And, you know, if it hasn't been clear already from what everyone has been saying, this game feels like it does it. Like, the, you know, the, the haptics, the dual sense, the 3D audio, it's absolutely incredible. And that's not to say it won't sometime, you know, and End Dreams, I think, completely owns the IP for Frack, so there might be a sequel at some point, you know, um, there's all that. But um, it was really great sort of hearing that regarding this game, that this is their real first shot at, you know, new generation of VR hardware and really, you know, taking advantage of what PSVR 2 has to offer. And I can say without doubt that playing this game and this sense of immersion and what little we've seen of it all um, has convinced me that they've smashed it. However, the excitement it gives me for the game as a whole is also my concern for the game as a whole. It's kind of, I can't wait to play hours more, lots of different levels, lots of different abilities. My concern is, are the locations going to be varied? Uh, are the enemy types going to be interesting? Is it going to be that you eventually work out, the, you know, how the enemies act and then you sort of just cheese it? Um, and uh, is it going to feel repetitive? You know, these are all concerns that I'm sure End Dreams have been very, very uh, wary of as they've been developing it. But um, I think if all those concerns don't come to fruition when we play it, I think this is going to be a potential uh, top 10. Ooh, top 10. Damn. I'm just I'm I'm just thrilled that it's it's an exclusive and it's coming uh like right in line with a bunch of other exclusives. Uh obviously, you know, we got we got Crossfire Sierra Squad on the way. Um and it's it's it just feels like um we're getting to this point where 
no, there's, there's no more arguments left. Uh, no, no one can say, oh, it's a bunch of PC VR ports. It's a bunch of quest ports. Uh, and I would say, well, here we go. There's, there's, there's quite a few games that are must haves that certainly are not ports at all. Um, I will say Frosty Behemoth Cat in the chat. I know he was joking. He said, wait a minute. Did you guys just talk about this game longer than y'all actually played it? And I can tell you right now, <laughs> no, <Wow>. Dan, uh, <laughs> we, uh, AJ and I both played this for, I mean, I probably spent three hours playing this, uh, this demo over and over and over I've spent, again. I've spent closer to four. Okay. And so, so the answer is no. I'm about two. And that's two levels. <laughs> <laughs> right. Two levels. Yes. Yeah. I've only done 45 minutes, so maybe it does appeal to me, but when I get home on Saturday, Sunday, I'm going to be playing this build again, and I can't wait. Hell yeah. Oh yeah. Well, sweet guys. Thank you so much for, uh, for joining me in this very special, momentous occasion. <laughs> I really like having all four of us here. Let me know in the chat if you guys, uh, would like to see this a little bit more often. Uh, I'm sure we can do it, you know, every Wednesday just to ruin. The spotlight on Wes. Thanks for having us, Wes. I'm down. I'm down. I love love being able to uh, hang out and talk to you guys. Nice. Yes, great. Um, Guys, you know what it's time for? A very rare case of PSVR 20 questions when there are just, when there's three times as many contestants as there are hosts. Um, And it is Wes Day. It just so happens that it's Wes's turn to pick the game. So you guys know how this works. Wes is picking a PSVR or PSVR 2 game. Uh, and the rest of the other three of us here up on the parole board. Fucking love that. Uh, and all of you out there in the chat, you get to help us out, man. We get 20 yes or no questions to figure out what game it is in only six minutes to do it in. That's always the harder part. Uh, so Wes, have you picked a game? I have. Gentlemen, are you ready to guess? But that's as ready as we'll ever be. Not yeah. an overwhelming vote of confidence. <laughs> wow. The silence was deafening. I was reading the chat. Oh, just shocker. <laughs> I was trying to think of 20 possible games. Um, all right, you guys. On your mark. Get Des. Go. Uh, let me just ask this right away. Can can this game be played on PSVR 2? No. Okay, guys, oh, PSVR 1 game. One. Is it a horror game? No. Okay. Well, I'm out. Just had to, just had to move <laughs> it Come on, Miles. Pull your weight. Uh, mm, 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 mm. Uh, is there predominantly puzzle elements to this game? No. Uh, is what you're doing in this game mostly shooting? Yes. All right, guys. PSVR one game where you're mostly shooting. That narrows it down to all of them. <laughs> um, do you can you dual wield guns in this? Oh. oh man, I don't know. Honestly, I think it would make okay. sense that Can you would be able to. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I'll, I'll, yeah, we we don't have to count that one, but I'll say I, I'll think so, but I don't remember ever doing it. Is it multiplayer? No. That was my well, one. That was good. Yeah. yeah. No. Uh, not 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 a traditional multiplayer game. All right, so probably okay. leaderboards then. Probably leaderboards. Um, is the art style realistic? 
Mostly, yeah. I mean, it's got a little cartooniness to it, but it's it's going for realism. Uh, has this developer made other PSVR one games? No. Oh, well, there goes Gun Club, you guys. <clears throat> it's not horror. It can't be fracked because you what? Because well, they've made other, made other PSVR yeah, games. Yeah, yeah. Can't be Russian Blood because that's horror. Can't be Shooty Fruity because they've made other games. Ooh, ooh, maybe should we figure out if it's a wave shooter? Um, is it a wave shooter? Um, I wouldn't call it that. I mean, there are sections where enemies come in in waves, but that's most of them, right? I wouldn't call it a wave shooter. Hmm. It's, it's only and you can use data. the aim controller in this. Ooh. Yes, you can. Whoa, not raw data. You can use the aim controller. You can use the aim controller. It's single player. The aim. Maybe leaderboards. Realistic art style. Mostly shooting. PSVR. Doom 3 doesn't have leaderboards, does it? Does VFR have leaderboards? Uh, but uh, uh, they, I don't think so. But that's also a horror game. Yeah, and, and those studios have made other PSVR games as well, so we can knock those yeah. out. Um, no multiplayer. Is there um, is there is there a like a a, a produ- is there a story in this? Yeah, that's ten. <sighs> is it a rail shooter? No, it's not a rail shooter. All right, so. No multiplayer, so it can't be like evasion. Uh, is there full locomotion? Yes. All right. So we're running all over the place with an aim controller, uh, but not really multiplayer. Realistic graphics. It wouldn't be. It's, Ooh. I'm trying to. I'm trying to wonder if it was. It is it based on a popular? I, is it based on a popular IP? It is. I think it's Borderlands 2, guys. I think. Uh, I wait, think wait, wait. He, he said realistic graphics. That is that is oh, about the epitome realistic. of unrealistic graphics. Yeah, yeah. Um, Ooh, Sniper Elite. Yeah, it can't be Farpoint because Farpoint definitely has plenty of multiplayer. Can't, oh yeah, cool. Can't be under Can you Mars. shoot Nazis in the testicles in slow motion <laughs> X-ray in this game? That's a very specific. And question. watch it explode in glorious, <laughs> glorious fashion. <laughs> you. Can shoot yes. Nazis in the testicles Looper. in this game and watch them explode in glorious, glorious fashion. Um, wow! Should, should we just say it, Miles? Miles, <laughs> take it away. Miles, do you, Miles, do you know what game this is? <laughs> is it? Is it? Is it Sniper Elite VR, Wes? It is indeed Sniper yes. Elite VR. Well done, gentlemen. Well done, Looper, the Underground Game Cat. The first one yes. I saw that shooting Nazis in the testicles is the one of the greatest VR experiences. You can I love this have. game. I love this game so much. It's so fun. I, I hope we get a, uh, a VR two version of it soon because I want an excuse to go back in and play it again. Hell yeah. Yeah. yeah I remember the first time I got to play this, it was at PAX East. God, I think it was, I don't even know what year. Oh no, I do know what year because Mikey sensei and I were standing in line waiting to play this, uh, with, <laughs> with masks on. So I do know exactly what year <laughs> it was 2020 PAX East. Um, just as before anyone knew if COVID was going to be a thing or not, we were like, should we even be here? This is kind of scary. All right. But we need to wait in line to play this and, um, paper beast. <laughs> So let's let's you know while we're concerned about a potentially deadly virus, by all means, let's stand in line and play and put and wear VR headsets that hundreds of people before us have worn. Um, what a good time though! What a good time! Good times, yeah. 
All right, you guys. Uh, thank you everybody for hanging out. Uh, thank you guys for all being here um, from all of your remote locations. Uh, Miles, I'm glad the internet held out for you uh, as, yeah, long, man. as long as it did. Glad everyone in that quiet town went to sleep. Yeah. Um, but guys, uh, make sure you go subscribe to everybody's channel, PSVR Underground, Virtual Strangers, and YouTube.com slash Miles. It's, it's just weird. I can't just say Miles. It doesn't <laughs> make any sense. It's ridiculous. Um, and thank you, everybody, who helps this channel run from all of our moderators, uh, all of the uh, – uh, uh, Jamie Out, who gets us up on podcast services of your choice, Sci-Fi Game Cat Henry, that gets timestamps into the sucker after the fact, everybody who supports the channel financially uh, over here on YouTube – uh, for, with memberships and over on patreon.com slash without pearl games. Uh, thank you to everybody who tipped during the show today, everybody who participated in the chat, everybody who helped during playing questions, and of course, everybody who sat back and watched the show and didn't say a goddamn word. We know you're out there and we love you just as much. Hey, Wes. Can we, can, can we cue the cat? I mean, I mean, AJ no, is here. We're not cueing the cat. No. No. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> no. Hey, Wes. Happy West Day. Happy West Day. Gentlemen, I want to say no. (laughs) (laughs) Boom. Well, that's. You said boom, Brian. All right, you guys. Now that uh, now that we've done a four person show twice in two weeks, uh, what's uh, what, what's going to be the next four person show? What do you think? What's happening? Mm. Mm. Christmas special. Yeah. Did you just say Christmas special? <laughs> Did both of you <laughs> yeah, just say PSVR Christmas special. Work, yeah. <laughs> that, that, yeah, Christmas that. special. We'll, we'll do it. We'll do it early. We'll do it in like November. <laughs> Let's see. I'm going to say um, Christmas in July is um, when you do Christmas early, Miles, not the month before. Okay. Fine. <laughs> I'm down to do You've it. Had it here first, so okay. yep. We're doing a Christmas special in July. So, what, uh, Wes, what are you going to say, man? <laughs> I was going to say, I, I, I'm not sure when, when the four of us will be on camera together again is, but I have a feeling that we're going to be on the airwaves again together very, very soon. Oh, 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 what a, what a, what a subtle hint he's thrown at everybody. Mm. Subtle hint. I like that. Yeah, everybody in the chat, by the way, is saying top twenty-five. We do need to do a top twenty-five list really soon. Screw that. Screw, screw that. that. Mm. Wes says, "Screw that." So fuck it. Good night, everybody. <laughs> we love you all.